Well, hey there, and welcome everyone. This is another episode of the Enough Ready podcast, the show that empowers consultants and coaches to forge their own paths to success in their businesses and in their lives. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and I am super excited you're here today because we're talking about how to maximize your time on LinkedIn to more effortlessly make authentic, incredible connections with your ideal clients. So here's the thing about LinkedIn. If you're a consultant or coach or aspiring to become one, you're probably already on LinkedIn because you know this is the best social platform to be on for your type of business. And if you're a consultant wanting to work with organizations, this is likely the only platform a C-suite executive would be on. And if you're a coach wanting to land professional clients, they're on there too. But LinkedIn does not come without its challenges. There's the time suck because it is a social media site and you could spend a lot of time scrolling and liking and commenting and not sure, are you doing the right things? Is it even making a difference? And should I be doing something else to attract clients? And then of course, there's all that ick that we're getting with those nonstop quote unquote connection requests, which you and I both know are cold cold call sales in disguise, which none of us really like. So it's for this reason, I am so excited to have Lisa, who I would probably label her as Lisa less is more conda to the show. So here's the thing about Lisa. She is a LinkedIn marketing expert who stands out in two ways. She's all about efficiency with your time on LinkedIn, and she's about being authentic and genuine in your approach. So if you want to elevate your LinkedIn game, you're going to love this episode. But before we get started, I want to give you a a heads up about something. So you're going to hear Lisa and I talk about this free challenge that Lisa was going to offer to you all who are listening to jumpstart your LinkedIn client attraction game. But after we stopped recording, we decided, you know what, I think that there's a way we can create more value for my audience who are consultants and coaches in a way that we can identify how do we really tailor these best practices to consultants and coaches like you. So to this end, I'm so excited that Lisa is willing to offer a free special masterclass just for my Purpose to Profits Academy members. So we're calling this masterclass Maximizing Your LinkedIn Potential, Simple Techniques for Meeting Your Dream Clients in Less Time. So this masterclass is live and in person, and she's going to be giving customized advice on how to apply what you learn in this episode and share even more simple yet powerful networking building techniques that generates leads on autopilot. So if you're already a member of the Purpose to Profits Academy, make sure you save the date for this masterclass. It's going to be on May 16th at 12 p.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Mountain, and 3 p.m. Eastern. And if you're not yet a member of the Purpose to Profits Academy, now is the absolutely perfect time to join. So what the Purpose to Profits Academy is, it's an action learning mastermind group. It's a little bit of a group coaching type of group, training and accountability. And what we do in the academy is we go through live weekly marketing, sales, copywriting, and persuasive communication training. I also provide a bunch of time-saving templates, tools, you get group support, and it's all about getting more value out of what you're already doing to get clients. So you can get in now at the founder member's rate of only $2.97 a month. You can stop at any time. So if you want to join before May 15th, you're going to get on this free masterclass and you're going to be getting a ton of additional bonuses. So you're going to be getting bonuses related to LinkedIn. You're going to get bonuses related to other things related to growing your business. So go to www.betsyjordan.com 
forward slash academy to learn more and sign up. And of course, if you want to get more personal information from me, I'm happy to jump on a call to make sure that this is the right fit for you. And if this masterclass is going to deliver the value that you're looking for. So without further ado, on to the show. So welcome to the show, Lisa. I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you, Betty. It is a true pleasure. Uh, We had such a great conversation the other day, and it's just an honor to be a part of your podcast and to share some great information with your listeners and just have a great conversation with you because we really hit it off. So thanks for letting me be here. Well, awesome. I'm so excited to hear all kinds of things about LinkedIn and LinkedIn tips and strategies that you have for people. But before we get into that, I'd love to hear a little bit about your background and how you became this LinkedIn social media (laughs) expert. Well, the Reader's Digest version, because I don't want to bore your listeners, but I started my business in 2008. So I spent years in the corporate world uh, in corporate marketing. And so I learned all the traditional ways of doing marketing, as you showed back in those days, and and was very successful in lots of uh, corporate companies internationally, et cetera. 2008, a great time during that recession, but I decided I needed to make a change. You know, whenever we decide to make that leap, we make that leap, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I did it then. And that's exactly when things were switching to social media was becoming available for businesses. So it was something fairly new. And I'm a teacher at heart. I I come from a family of teachers and I saw an opportunity because I was using it. I'm an early adopter when it comes to social platforms and people wanted to learn more about it. And I was using it and they're saying, Lisa, how are you doing all this? So fast forward, I quickly started offering workshops on how to use. And at that time it was Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. That was it. The only three platforms. Crazy when you think about what we have available today. And from there was hired actually through the small business development centers in New Jersey to teach these classes for their business owners. And I actually helped co-create what's called the Digital Blueprint Certificate Program, which wow. is still in existence today. And people wow, are still getting nice. that certificate. I taught it for the first five years and now it's been moved on to some other folks who are very capable of, of moving that forward. But from that, um, you know, teaching and integrating social media has always been a part of my work. I'm a marketing strategist. I help uh, business owners and coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, you know, figure out how to be successful in their marketing and how to use social with it. When the pandemic hit, so I'll get you up to fast forward, uh, the opportunities really escalated for LinkedIn. And the reason being is that we were all behind a, you know, a camera just like this, and we could not meet. And you know, how did you, how do we make that pivot, right? The pivot was big and I saw that I could help more people. So that's when I said, I need to get on and share more about how to use LinkedIn effectively, consistently, and especially during the pandemic so that you could survive. Um, so that pivot happened about the more than three years, less than three years ago, because I think it's been three years yeah, almost. <laughs> right I can't believe it's been time. three years. It feels yeah. like yesterday. Yeah, three. So I mean, it's right around this time, about three years ago. I really, you know, went full head into LinkedIn as an opportunity for business owners and entrepreneurs, um, pro- service providers. I mean, that's really what LinkedIn is for in that B two B space. And um, I, not that I don't help with other uh, social media platforms, and I'm certainly well-versed on helping folks uh, when it comes to their marketing, but I think the biggest opportunities right now are in LinkedIn. Absolutely, mm. hands down. So, 
that's a little bit of the background. So it sounds like then you, so you have a digital or regular traditional marketing background. You kind of fell into the digital social media kind of space just because you were an early adopter. When people started asking you like, hey, can you tell me a little bit more? You know, then you started digging into like, oh yeah, how do you crack the code on these social media platforms and use it for marketing? And then the pandemic made LinkedIn more of the focus, like we really need to do something because we've got to approach our, especially for B2B companies, we've got to do things differently. So you've gone all in on LinkedIn. Am I hearing this accurately? Absolutely. And you know, some really interesting things happened during these times. Microsoft bought LinkedIn. So before the pandemic, you know, I forget what year it was, but Microsoft. So that's a, a big transition uh, with a company like that that has money behind it. And as I've been really invested in more and learning a lot more of the features, LinkedIn is also positioning itself differently and rolling out features that are much more to the level that we could use versus, you know, earlier on, we saw it as a job search, recruitment, resume on your online. It is so different today. And a lot of it really has to do with the strategic move that LinkedIn has made in making the platform much more uh, accessible and feature rich for people like me and you who are in the B2B space. So what is it? What are the changes? Like what happened? What was LinkedIn before Microsoft bought it? And now what's LinkedIn all about now? How's LinkedIn's mission changed? I don't know if I could specifically speak to that, but I can speak to the fact what I've noticed and what they're rolling out as far as the types of features. So a perfect example is right now with company pages. Um, Company pages were launched years ago. I couldn't even tell you the first because they've been around a really long time. And people say, well, why do we need a company page? Well, LinkedIn hadn't figured that out yet either. They knew you should have one because the world is all about your profile on LinkedIn. It means even today, your profile is your best place to get your leverage and your connections and to get leads and business. But we have companies. And there are lots of big companies too. You know, you look at the enterprise level because you know, where does LinkedIn really make their money? You know, they, they want to, you know, court these bigger companies as well. So, you know, they've got to really figure out how to make that work. Well, in the earlier days, they couldn't figure out how to make company pages work. You had one, it didn't really work that well. I'm watching LinkedIn transition tremendously and adding a lot of features now to the company page. So they're leveraging up that you can have both. Uh, so you, you can absolutely have your profile be the key place that you want to interact and engage and to um, connect with people. But you have a place now to act as a company and have a brand out there as a company. And LinkedIn is supporting that more now than it ever did before. And it's slowly rolling out. It's not there yet. It's getting better. But just seeing that happen, to me, is a signal that they're doing things differently. Uh, when you look at the way they're upgrading the profiles, I mean, right now, if you don't ha- if you don't have this implemented on your profile, there's an area called featured, and if you uh, use that featured section, it features what type of content you want someone to see right away when they land in their profile. That wasn't available to us, you know, about maybe even two three years ago. It's a brand new thing that came out. Uh, so that's really supporting creators and content providers and those who really want to showcase their knowledge, you know, the knowledge pe- folks of us that uh, uh, want to share, like, you know, we want to educate, we want to nurture, we want to say, here's what we have to offer. Uh, and that's one way of doing it. 
So I, I'm just seeing a lot of new things coming out that really matter and help. So these are all really great tips. Like I want to get into all of them, but I, I want to establish first for those who are listening, like, well, why do I need to be on social media? You know, in general, like there's a lot of people that we have like a love hate relationship with social media. So like, why does a consulting coaching business owner need to be on social media? And why LinkedIn? Like, why is this platform of all the platforms, as you mentioned, the most important for people like us? Like, why is that? Right. Well, I'll I'll take two sides on this one. I'll say maybe you don't need to be on social media. Maybe you can find enough leads and you can create a business locally to where you are and you get enough referrals and you've got you have a, a, a lead generation system in place that you don't need to actually be on a platform. I mean, I come from a traditional marketing background and you can run radio ads and you can do billboards and you can go to chamber meetings and you can network, you know, uh, in person now because, you know, we're, we're past where we're behind a screen all the time. And I, you know, you don't have to be everywhere, every place. There possibly are folks who can do it that way. And you know what? There's no reason why you can't. But if you truly want to have an impact, if you truly want to reach the people that can benefit from what you do, you are selling yourself short if you don't go to where they are and they are on social media. So, the, you know, that's the one piece is that your tribe is there. The second piece is it works. It's a proven place to build your business. So this is not like some new thing that's just coming out. It works and it's proven. Now, there are certain things you should do and you're asking for all these tips and we can talk about some things you should do, but clearly it is the place for you to build and expand your business and have a bigger reach and a bigger impact. What about LinkedIn for consultants and coaches? Like, is this like a, is it a must have, like you need to do something? Because like from my perspective, like when I tell people and you could tell me I'm totally wrong, I would say, you know, you don't need to be on Facebook. You don't need to be on Instagram. You don't have to be on TikTok. You know, if you're a consultant coach, especially if you're going after a corporate kind of clients, you know, or high-end clients, but I don't think you can not do something on LinkedIn because they're going to look for you on LinkedIn. And if you're not on LinkedIn, it's going to look weird, but maybe I'm wrong, you know, or is LinkedIn a must have for professional businesses like a consulting coaching business? 100%. And thank you for bringing that up as far as being found, because I think we we overlook the fact that platforms like LinkedIn do a tremendous uh, benefit to you because they have the SEO juice already, search engine optimization juice. In fact, if someone looks up your name, it's most likely your LinkedIn profile is going to be one of the top hits that's going to come up. That's true. So exactly that reason, you know, we all Google everybody, right? I'm going to Google you before I meet with you. I'm going to check you out before, or even if I've just met you, I'm going to verify and look, or if I think that you have something I can, that was of value to me, I want to look you up and do all my deep searching, right? We all do it. So I always tell my clients, think the reverse. If you have that behavior that you're checking things out, know that they're doing the same to you. So why are you not putting yourself out there in the most professional way, which is LinkedIn, uh, where they will be, they'll easily can find you. So that's the first thing. If anything, if you're just getting your profile up to speed and it's optimized so that someone lands on your uh, profile page when they do a search, they're going to get a comprehensive look of who you are, what you do, and how you can help them. 
but taking it to the next level is just the platform itself. I mean, would you believe since the pandemic, so in the last three years, over 200 million people have joined LinkedIn. Wow. 200. So we're over 900 million uh, users on the platform. Now, that's not like Facebook with the billions, but we don't need that many. I mean, let's be serious, folks. So how many people do you really need in your in your uh, sphere of influence, right? right, in order to build your business? So it, the fact that it's grown that quickly in the last three years tells me a lot that more people are coming to the platform, are learning about the platform, and there's more opportunity for you there. Well, it sounds like also like in comparison to Facebook, it's almost better that there's not everybody because you don't want to have to weed through all your relatives and, you know, and everybody else in the world. Like you want to go where the fish, you know, if you're fishing for a certain kind of fish, you want to go where they are and the kind of fish that you're yeah. going after are probably on LinkedIn. And um, I think I, you're right. It's just because I'm going to make it clear because, you know, Facebook, you know, it depends. And I really, you know, we're talking about LinkedIn because that is my sweet spot. But for those who are listening, if you have a different kind of client base that, you know, you're working in weight loss or you're working in, I mean, where it's more of a consumer one-to-one. -one. I mean, they're, they're, they may be on Facebook or Instagram. So to your point earlier, Betsy, you said corporate clients or a, a different, you know, professional client. So if you're, if that's your audience, you are wasting your time on Facebook because there's, they're not there. They are on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is known to be a professional network. Yeah, there's something I want to ask you about because you said if you so given that so let's say I would say the majority of the people who are listening to my podcast are people who want to work with professional people. And you had said earlier, like, hey, you don't really have to be on social media or you don't have to be on LinkedIn if you just want to use those traditional type of marketing. But if you're going to do networking events or if you're going to do ads or you're going to do other things, what you were just saying is they're going to still check you out. And so what are you missing out if you don't have a decent LinkedIn profile, at least from the bare minimum, what it, what's going to be the impact of somebody using networking and referrals as their primary marketing strategy? And if they don't have a LinkedIn, at least a LinkedIn profile. Correct. I totally agree. You know, when I, you know, because I come from the marketing strategy place, I have a three pronged approach. You have to have a website. You have to have an email list because you need that direct communication and you need to be somewhere on social media so that when people search for you, you're found out there. And if you're looking in the professional space, LinkedIn's where you're going to be. That makes so much sense. So let's, let's talk about LinkedIn then. Um, so what are the main strategies people use to build their brand on LinkedIn? Well, main strategy. Okay. I did make notes. So just going to give me a sec. Cause I, I want to make sure I, I cover what I said I was going to trust. So, one of the things you, when we were kind of debriefing on this and talk about what we're going to cover is building trust is really, really important when mm. you are uh, creating that connection, right? You know, you have to build that trust and how yeah, that no like and trust has to happen. So that strategy needs to be in place where they're going to be able to get to know you, get to trust you <laughs> and like you so that they'll do business with you. Because whether you're online or offline, you still have the same need of connection and building a relationship. It's a relationship building either way. So your strategy has to think about how am I showing up? What's my first impression? Okay, because that's always the important thing. When you walk into a networking uh, meeting, whether it's in person or online, how you show up matters. 
Um, so you dress the part, so to speak, you know, and you've got your professional face on because LinkedIn is professional. It is not Facebook. I have so many people say to me, oh my gosh, I don't want to see what people are having for lunch or see a late last dance. I'm like, we're well, not going to see that on LinkedIn. Um, it stays in the professional lane. Not to say some people take it a little the other way, but mm -hmm. for the most part. So your strategy first has to think about how am I showing up? And that's where you came in with your personal profile. Your, your professional profile needs to be optimized. Um, and there's a whole process around that. And uh, But it's important that you put the time and effort in doing that because you don't have to keep changing it. You really just need to get it done once to, well, and then you tweak it over time here and there. Once you know the profile set, then you want to look to building your connections, you know, because Many of us have been on LinkedIn a long time. You know, LinkedIn's been around since 2003, 20 years. May of 2003 is when it started. So, you know, 20 years ago uh, when you're listening to this. Now we're at a place where, you know, things have changed so much on LinkedIn. You know, things are, there's so many offerings available, but you may have started way back. In fact, I joined LinkedIn in 2006. So the people I connected with way back then They'd be very different from the people I want to be connecting with right now because now I have my own business. And many of us all had those career transitions while we're still on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. So when that connection strategy comes about, you want to think about where you are now in your career versus where you were before. And then those connections that you have to this point, are they working for you or not? And what types of connections do you really need to make going forward that will truly be the relationships you want to form now. So that's part of that. So it is, it can be get very strategic, but it's worth the time. Again, all these things are really foundational things, Betsy. And I, I really stress that folks take the time to put the foundation in place. Don't assume just because you have your, a profile on the platform that you've done the work to get ready. Because once you get that in place, then it rolls, then, then it just moves. So that getting that uh, profile, getting those connection strategies, you know, in place. And then it really moves into your engagement and your content. You know, what do you have to share? And then what, how are you actually engaging with other people uh, so that you have relationship building going on? So I want to, I want to, um, I want to pause you real quick because I want to kind of follow up on, I have a couple of follow-up questions on some of the things you're talking about. So it sounds like from your standpoint, is like a brand for you is really all about building the no like trust factor with your audience and how to use the platform to build that that no like trust factor. One aspect is your profile, making sure it's optimized and it creates that wonderful first impression that gets people to at least create a relation an initial relationship and it's like okay, yeah, this is what I'm all about. I want to talk a little bit more about this strategic connections because I find it it, like I, I definitely agree with what you're saying is that your career will definitely evolve over time. I mean, my career has evolved in so many different ways, but I still have some connections like my long-term colleagues. I will always want to have them in my network for sure. I would never want to get rid of them because I want to know what's going on with them. And I want to do all, I want to know what's happening, but there's so many things that are different to me around LinkedIn where I get requests from people and I have no idea if they're an authentic connection that I would want to have, or they're just trying to sell me. Like, I feel like it's just the whole connection process has gotten all selly um, so much. 
you know, how do you discern right away? You know, like I could see where if you're going after somebody that you can look at their profile and decide that I want to connect with you. How do you respond? Should I say yes to everybody who asked to connect with me? Should I take a beat and figure out, go look at their profile and decide like, what's your philosophy is more the merrier and having more connections better, you know, or is it better to streamline? Like what's the ideal? Well, I love to say that it all depends, (laughs) but it all depends. People, there are some folks that the more the merrier. They're into the, the quantity. Um, I'm not necessarily a, a, a follower of that thought process, but you know, when you when you open yourself, well, the key, let's kind of reverse that. What I like to tell people: the more visible you are, the more people are going to uh, get exposed to you. So that's the first thing. So when you're when people are coming to you because you're becoming more visible, then yes, you're going to have those who are just going to sell, 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 sell. That's just a part of any part of the social platform or in the world. I mean, when you go to any networking event in person, you've got that core group that all they want to do is sell you and you walk away from them. But to be strategic, and that's why I brought about, because we come into LinkedIn with maybe different, many different levels of careers, not everyone, but I think the folks that listen to your podcast probably do, is that you have an opportunity now to be more discerning. And to say who's a good connection and look at the quality versus the quantity. And so if someone's requiring, yeah, again, you could be, I call, I call it reactive and proactive. So the proactive is when you're doing the searching and you're looking for the right connection based on what you know your ideal client is or uh, the person that you think is the right kind of connection to create a relationship with. I typically will, I, I once a week, I'll give you my, my strategy. Because I, I'm very visible, so I get connection requests quite a bit. And I'll go in once a week, unless I know the person. You know, again, because I'll, I'll see those connections. And if I know you and they've written, you've written a note to me or I've met you or there's already an opportunity, I connect right away. If it's a cold connection and I look at the note, that's the first thing. If they don't write a note, that's to me an automatic note. If you haven't taken the time to write a personal note to me, you haven't taken the time to want to really connect with me. There's no relationship being built there. Mm-hmm. If the note is a straight sell piece, that's a no. Yeah. Okay. So those are two right there. You can, you know, and then beyond that, it, then you look at the note itself. Did they really look at your profile? So think, as I'm saying this, think about it two ways. If you're being proactive, you should be doing this. If you're being reactive, you're looking for this. Did someone really look at the profile and find out where we had a point of connection? Okay. Some people just say, oh, I see we have lots of the same connections. (laughs) Some people say, oh, I see we're in the same industry. Maybe I don't want to connect with all the same people in my industry. I want people who are outside of my industry because I'm a marketer and I have a service that I can help people who don't know how to do marketing, right? Right. Or need help with their marketing. So those are the kind of things you're looking at. So if they, that's the kind of notes like, Nope, that's a no. So you can pretty easily figure that out just by, you know, are they selling me? Is it, are, you know, what are they saying in their note? And if it's, if they have taken the time to say, hey, I know we're both connected to such and such, or, you know, I see that, you know, one of the things I use a lot, if I can, is I if someone's gone to the same school I have, because, you know, we put our, our uh, education there. And I like to connect with my alumni. Just a, a little tip here alumni always connect with each other. There's that bond <laughs> mm-hmm. when you go to the same school. And I use that to my advantage. Why not? You know, because 
those are opportunities right there. And if they say, hey, we were both flyers. We went to University of Dayton together. That's a yes. You know, that's an easy yes. So that's what you want to look for. Um, so I'm more proactive than reactive. I'm proactively looking. And then when something's coming at me, I'm going to say easily more than 50% are no's. So I think the, so the, I think what I'm hearing in the philosophy is it's one kind of set of criteria is to say, as I build my connections, I don't think you are a more the merrier kind of person. It's more of a discerning, like a, a you want a more of a responsive, engaged sort of network on LinkedIn. And the actual attributes of that network would be is, you know, we have, you know, some sort of authentic connection. We could be of mutual benefit to one another, you know, that it's not about selling, but it's about mutually supporting one another. That's the kind of person that would be a yes for you. And you want to show up that way, which goes to the same thing of like a networking event. Like nobody, this is where I teach people around my networking event script is like, nobody wants to be sold. The elevator pitch is stupid. you know, like you're like, nobody's going to say, gee, I wish somebody's going to pitch me in 30 seconds, you know, how to buy their services. And like, you know, nobody says that nobody wants that similar on LinkedIn. So if somebody does say, I look, I look at the same things you do, but I also look for what's in their, their description and their headline. If they say, I help coaches add six figures to their income or something like that, it's like, you're trying to sell me. You know, if somebody says, I listened to your podcast and I want to connect, I'm like, yay, go for it. Because I want to get to know you because we have something in common. You know, we want the same things. But if it's something like that, if you're being, and I don't know if this is good practice or not, but what would you say to someone who like said, all right, I took a chance on you and I connected and immediately came with that very fast sales, you know, because you know, if somebody has an automated system where immediately goes to a sale, like I just immediately unfriend them. And oh yeah, do you do that? I disconnect, block them. I have, I, my, my finger on the block goes really fast. (laughs) I don't, I don't waste my time with those folks, you know, and they're there. So I I just want people to be aware, the more visible you get, the more it will come at you, but that's not a bad thing because what happens is that means they're the ones actually coming at you because they're selling, but we have a lot of lurkers out there. We have a lot of people who are just looking. And you just need to show up, you know, in the marketing world, we know seven to 12 times you have to get in front of somebody before it connects. You know, they may have a problem, but, you know, the the pain's not there yet. They don't need your help right now. But by the fifth or sixth time that you show up in front of them and they're like, oh, my gosh, this is so painful right now. That's the person that keeps showing up. Maybe I need to reach out to them. Um, And that's the way it works. I mean, whether it's in the real world or on LinkedIn, you just need to be consistent. So that's like one of my biggest tips. You know, when you talk about the biggest mistake people make, there are two. The first big mistake is, and it kind of relates to what we're talking about, is don't ask someone to marry you before you've had the first date. Mm -hmm. Because that's what I see happening and what you're saying, you know, immediately they're going for the sell. Immediately they're going for, you know, here's, you know, here's what I can do for you. Well, who cares? I don't know who you are. So, you know, that nurturing and relationship building has to happen first. But that only happens when you're consistent. And if I see there's one mis- my, a mistake, and the thing that most people fall short of is consistency. It really, and it's not easy. And I'm the first one to raise my hand that there are times I'm inconsistent because life gets in the way and you just have to get back on the horse and get back on track, like all of the things and go back to it. You know, and that's the good thing is you can, but you know, people who think they can just jump on LinkedIn once a month 
or a week here, a week there, you know, it's not going to work for you. It really will not. Well, I think that I love what you're saying here is that number one is that we don't have to become these smarmy salespeople to be effective on LinkedIn. We can use our natural relationship skills. But I think what you're bringing up, that's another mistake that you didn't bring out as the, you know, one of your third, but I, I might add it in there is like expecting immediate results just from like one post, like the measurement is like one post. I want this kind of engagement leads to a sale rather than it's sort of like a billboard, you know, like it's just you're creating brand awareness, not necessarily intent to try. You're creating more brand awareness on LinkedIn and you're just trying to stay top of mind. And that exactly. that's a that's a great objective is I just want to stay top of mind in my network and I don't put too many expectations. Like, I think that's where a lot of people give up is like, oh, well, I posted like, you know, I posted consistently for the past month and I got nothing. And it's like, well, why didn't I get any clients out of it? And it's like, well, you're, it's, it's like, it's a long game. You're developing a relationship with somebody, you know, would you agree? Or is that, am I just reading into that? hundred percent, hundred percent. It is a long game. And we're, we're in a world now that we expect immediate results. You know, we, we definitely want, you know, something very quickly. And that's just not the way LinkedIn or any relationship building works. Um, so you need to be in for the long game. And you need to use it in a way that is not salesy. And you want to be consistent. And consistent doesn't mean you have to post every day. Consistent means you come up with whatever your rhythm is and stick to it. Mm -hmm. That's what consistent is. So if you can't post every day, post even if it's once a week. That's a heck of a lot better than for a week straight every day, and then a month later, a week straight every day, and then a month later, that's not going to help you because the other side of it is, you know, behind all these platforms, there's something called an algorithm. And all these platforms are driven by these algorithms. And if you're not consistent, the algorithm knows that. And that's a big part of this. So you have to understand that the, as soon as you go off the platform, the algorithm forgets all about you. And when you come back, it's like you're starting all over again because they're not remembering that you were on last month for a week. They don't, the algorithm doesn't care. The algorithm is dealing with what's in the moment and what's happened in the very recent past, not a month ago. So what about um, part of that consistency? Does it mean I have to post it or what about the comment liking and sharing? You know, is that part it's, of the, does the algorithm like me when I do those things? There is different. So what we like to say when it comes, you know, and I am not an algorithm expert, nor do I know anyone who is. Uh, we learn about how the algorithm works by what LinkedIn decides to tell us and all the platforms. You know, it's, it's a highly secretive thing how it works, but we know basically how they work. And basically how they work is you are fed content. You're fed that your feed, what shows up there is based on what you determine that the algorithm has decided is relevant to you. And you and the algorithm figures that out by how you interact with it. Okay, mm. so that's the first thing. So you have to understand you're working with an algorithm. That's that's key. Um, so how you post and what you post and how you interact with it are all signals to the algorithm. So the algorithm wants to see you put original content out, and then it wants to see how people respond to it. Do people say, "Oh"? That video or that podcast that Betsy put out, people are commenting on it. People are reposting it. People are reacting to it. That's relevant. It's relevant and we're going to show it to more people. 
So that's the first piece of it. The second piece of it is the, the reacting and the commenting and the reposting. So it's not all about you. That's the, you know, relationships are a give and take. So to your point is you, you want to show up and share your content, but you also want to show up in relationship to others and comment and react and share their stuff. And the algorithm looks at all of that. So that all counts. So should you look at it as sort of like a one-to-one, like for every original post I do, I amplify somebody else's post, or is there more like do five times of doing something nice for other people and then post your own thing? I don't, I wouldn't look at it as a, a, in that numbers feature, I would look at it as a test because there are a couple things here you have to think about, Betsy. People are time constrained. So to you want to come up with a rhythm that works for you. The rhythm is post at least, and this is just from what testing has shown and research has shown, you should at least post one piece of original content per week, at least one. And then you should go ahead and comment and repost other people's content with AutoPC. And how much you do of that is actually better for you to think of it in terms of the relationships you're creating. And it's strategic more than a numbers game. Oh. So that you want to you want to re, be relevant to people that matter. So if I'm going to comment, I'm not necessarily going to comment on another marketer's piece of content. I'm going to comment most likely on a, a corporate marketers piece of content because I work a lot with corporate marketing people who hire me as an outside consultant to come in and help them. So I'd rather get on their radars screen than I would to another piece of person who does exactly what I do. So I being strategic in that comment of who you're commenting on actually makes a difference. So let's say I have like um, my clients have posted something that's really cool. And if I like them as a client, I'm, they probably know other people that I would like as a client. So focus on, you know, amplifying my client's voice, amplifying mm-hmm. the voices of people who might be my clients or strategic partners, but not necessarily just because like Brene Brown pro- posts something. Well, actually, Bre- Brene Brown would be a good one because a lot of my clients like Brene Brown. So yeah. I probably would stick with that one, but just good some point. random person. So just really be thinking about thinking about that. Right, because so, the percentage of people that actually comment is so small. And when you comment, people read other people's comments. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten into a comment stream and then I'm having an internal conversation with someone else who made a comment to my comment. And before you know it, we're two, three comments in. And this is a perfect person who potentially down the road could hire me. Just which from again, a comment stream. But again, you're saying a person down the road. You're yep, not expecting exactly. it like right away. Nope. So um, one thing that I'm sure the listeners are going to be thinking about is like, well, can I just like post from, my, is it better just to post from my blog or do I have to use like the LinkedIn, you know, article feature or something along those lines? You know, because from, from my standpoint, I want to build, I want to drive traffic back to my client's website or to my website because that's where all my services are and that's where my list is. And, you know, that's where you can sign up to my list, but will LinkedIn like that or is it better, yeah. you know, Different strategies. So you have to think about it in turn, and it's not just with LinkedIn. Platforms want you to stay in their platform. So LinkedIn, and this is how it's expanded so much. LinkedIn has created some really great tools within the platform for you to share content. Where you use your profile is where you can send them off to your website. Your profile has a lot of opportunities to show people how to get to your website. 
when you're in that content stream, if you want that algorithm to show you what I call algorithm love, you don't want to put external links. It doesn't help you. LinkedIn actually will demote external links versus you putting content within the platform. So you have to think of it as a sharing, giving opportunity, not only drive, because remember, now you're saying it's all about me, not all about you. And so, every time you turn the focus back on you, <laughs> it's not going to work for you. Okay. So let me ask. All right. So here's a specific example a question. All right. So there's definitely going to be a little snippet of this interview that we're going to put together and put up on LinkedIn to drive traffic to this particular podcast. Okay. Is there another way that I should be posting like our promo video for this podcast that would still get the traffic back to the podcast? So yes, I, I would probably look at it a couple of different ways. Um, first of all, when you're putting, you know, you're putting a snippet up there, you're, you're automatically uploading it natively to LinkedIn. You're not giving it a link to the podcast or your website. You take that little snippet under a minute, bring it up on LinkedIn as a native post. On your profile, I would have a featured section front and center that goes to your podcast page on your website. But what about this particular post? So let's say there's well, a video. Because then you're going to, that, that's okay. It, oh. it, I mean, and you could put the link there. I mean, it, it, it depends. I mean, I, I hear what you're saying and, and there's never a hard and fast rule just want to think about being strategic and not only doing it that way. Got so it. it's a, if, if maybe when you're promoting your podcast, you're absolutely sending them back to where they can listen to the whole thing. But you also want to think about on the other posts that you're putting out there, you're not doing that constantly by always putting a link to your website or, or to something external. Maybe the other, so if you, the perfect example is you write a blog, okay? And on your blog post, you know, you have some great content. Well, maybe on LinkedIn, you're not just sending people back to your blog post. You know, you're doing that through your email list and other ways, but you would create a document, you know, because there's a great feature on LinkedIn called LinkedIn called documents. And you create a document that highlights all the key points in your blog, you know, and, and you just share that freely as a document, you know, and in a post on LinkedIn. That's like another way of repurposing content. So you don't have to recreate new content all the time. But it will, you'll get more algorithm love that way. So you're being strategic. You're, you know, get that habit down, look at that consistency and say, okay, now that I know this, my content calendar is going to be on Tuesday, I share my podcast. On Wednesday, I'm going to share a piece of original content as a document or as a video or whatever. On Thursday, I'm going to make sure I share someone else's content that I think is relevant and will enhance their brand and make a better point of connection. And on Friday, I'm going to do something inspirational. That's your that's your week. Wow, that's a good week. That's a really good week. So, okay, but you said that the big thing that people have is consistency in mm -hmm. doing that. So what kinds of things do you help your clients with to create that sort of accountability and that support and that testing of all these algorithms? Like, how do you help your clients do all of this stuff and do it in a consistent way without feeling like completely overwhelmed. Like, oh my gosh, Lisa, I got so many other things going on. How could I do LinkedIn all the live long day? Oh, and you don't want to. So um, what ended up happening for me, because similar to all of you, you know, I'm a lot like you. I mean, we, we all say that, but it, you know, we there are some similar things, especially with social media. I've been inconsistent. There are times I didn't use a platform for a, a long, long time or, or it was hit or miss. And I guess it was about 2018, 2017, 2018, 
I, I went back into LinkedIn. I actually had to teach it, I believe, in, in a deeper way for a particular course. Uh, and then I was hired by a company to come in and do some trainings. I'm like, all right, you need to up your game back on LinkedIn in a more consistent way. So I started doing some testing. And after quite a bit of testing, I came up with my own methodology. And, and I tested it and I tested it and I kept doing it and I kept doing it. And then, you know, it's one of those as, as entrepreneurs and business owners, it's like the ding, ding, ding. You're doing something that works. Why aren't you telling everybody else about this? You know, I don't need to hold this to me, share it. And that's where I came up, came up with like, well, my LinkedIn less is more methodology. Ooh, we so like less is more, less <laughs> is more. And basically ooh, what ooh. it means is, you know, <laughs> you don't need to spend that much time on LinkedIn if you're strategic and consistent. So the methodology I came up with is LinkedIn in less than 40 minutes a week. Believe it or not, you can do it in less than 40 minutes a week. That is not content creation, but actually being on the platform and doing all the things we just talked about, you can do it that short in that short amount of time and be effective. Wow. So it's like less than 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And I, what I recommend, uh, there are two different opportunities. Well, yes and no. Okay. Here's the thing. You've got a great opportunity with the LinkedIn scheduling tool. By the way, you can natively schedule within LinkedIn now. Oh, really? A, yes. That is a feature both for your page and your personal profile. So if you create your content on Sundays, I mean, you know, whatever you do or Monday morning or whenever you have that time, you say oh, you're writing your blog post or you're right, you know, doing your podcast or whatever it is. And you say, okay, this is, I can go ahead and get this on LinkedIn. You can schedule it in advance. So you may be doing this on a Sunday or a Monday, but you're going to schedule it for Tuesday at noon. So does this, does this mean like, I don't need like Hootsuite or meet Edgar, or I don't need any of those tools. If you're only going to LinkedIn. I mean, I I recommend that you do native posting as much as you possibly can. There's Better, all kinds of like versus like a Hootsuite or one of those. And yeah, I, granted, trust me, I get it. There, there's time constraints. If you're not a big brand, I mean, if you're a huge brand, there's all different constraints. If you're a single, a solopreneur, small company, and you have the the uh, staff power to do that, I would because you can schedule natively within LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram and Twitter. So if those are like the main platforms, and that you may want to use. All of them have internal scheduling tools. Oh, cool. So you can say, all right, I'm going to work on my original piece of content this particular week. I'm going to have my whole routine with my inspirational question, my my poll, my my hero story, and whatever. I plan out my whole week, do it all at one time. Mm-hmm. Nice. So, that's the, so you get that done. Then that time you spend, when I talk about that 40 minutes, that's that engagement time. That's that time that your connection time that you're finding connections. So that's when you're spending the time and making sure when you know that. So you have to make a note when that content's going out, if you're posting it for 12 o'clock on Tuesday, that you get on LinkedIn, maybe around 1230, one o'clock on Tuesday. And that's when you engage. That's when you make sure if anyone comments on your post that you respond to it. That's when you go and look for other people's content and you give comments to it. That's when you spend time engaging on the platform. And my my big ninja tip is mobile is your friend. This is where having, you know, especially when you're trying, you know, trying to get things done consistently. I can spend 10 minutes. I'm sitting waiting for a Zoom call to start, right? You're you're set up and I'm always early for whatever reason. I'll get my phone out 
And I'll go ahead and look and I'll spend five minutes going through my LinkedIn feed and do some reactions and some quick comments in five minutes. Done. So instead of wasting time, like, you know, just checking up on Facebook, like, let's say we're, you know, from a business standpoint, LinkedIn's really the place that we're going to find clients. If you're going to spend some time while you're at the dentist office waiting to get called in, instead of spending time on Facebook saying, hey, I wonder what my friends are up to, you can take that same 10 minutes, be strategic and be more effective in getting business while you're getting waiting for the dentist to get you. That's awesome. So I think I remember you saying that you have like a free challenge coming up or is it a paid challenge, but there's an easy way that people can get engaged in your world. Could you tell me about that? Yes. So once again, I mentioned my less is more method. And when the pandemic started and I realized so many people needed help, um, I created this free challenge and it is going to be free. I, I, I did play around with a small fee and I, it, 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 some people did pay. I did offer for, you know, as, as entrepreneurs, you know, you, you coupon and give opportunities. I'm like, you know what? I need to keep it free. I, you know, some, you just have to make a decision. So, but I have shortened it. I used to call it a five day challenge. It's actually going to be three days only because of our time, right? We yeah. need the time. And I was finding people were dropping off. So test, test, test. But the point being is I've been doing it since 2020. It's a free challenge. I call it the LinkedIn. Now it's going to be the LinkedIn three day challenge. And what you'll do is you you sign up for it and I take you through the less is more method. So you practice it. So one of the ways I like to teach is I call it the show do. So I show you how to do it and then you go do it. So you're on a Zoom call with me. I give you the whole demonstration. Here's what the the thing is. Now go do it. You have five minutes. Wow. (laughs) People go off and do it. And then they come back and then we answer questions. Here's the next thing you have to do. So I have created a system where over two different days, this is my recommendation. If you you only do it once, that's fine. But I recommend two different days for strategic reasons with the algorithm. So on day one, these are the certain activities you need to do. And on day two, these are the certain activities you need to do. And there's some overlap, but there's some differences strategically, again, because of the algorithm and, and to get the best results that you're looking for. And so you practice both of them. And then I also give you an uh, opportunity to uh, see how the mobile app can uh, help you. Because as I just mentioned, it's like the the ninja trick. Most people don't realize LinkedIn mobile can save you a lot of time and keep you uh, connected and consistent more than you realize. That's awesome. So is it, will you also learn like how to how to structure a LinkedIn post for greater engagement, how to tell the inspirational stories, or is that more in your paid program? That's in my paid program. So the the free program is really just to help you get more consistent in 40 minutes or less uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, And that's, you know, taking you through the actual process. Uh, And people find that's very helpful because at least they go through it and they understand what they have to do, and then they can keep practicing it. Uh, if you want to go beyond that, then yes, I do have a paid program where I take you through. And it's still an accelerated program. I'm a big uh, action taker. Yeah. Um, and I want to work with people who are ready to take action. I am not uh, into these six-month programs for what I do. There are programs that you need that kind of deep dive. For what I'm doing, I'm like, you need to get off your you know, and get, just do it. (laughs) Just, you know, we all can read between the lines, what you meant. Just just do do stuff. Just do it. So what I love about this, like uh, this challenge that you have coming up is 
it gives you a sense to see like, is LinkedIn going to be a key part of my marketing strategy? So you could get away with just at least having a decent LinkedIn profile and get that going. At least that's your, at least you're creating a credible image in order to be more active and using LinkedIn as a way to build brand awareness and make credible connections with your clients. If they join your challenge, you could say, yeah, I think I want to make LinkedIn a key part. So it's like a easy, no cost probe to figure this out. And if they want to work with you some more, once they decide like, yeah, LinkedIn is so easy. I could totally get leads here. Then they could work with you after that. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. I, I must, I believe in small groups. I believe in a lot of uh, you know, giving you a lot of personal uh, contact so that you can get things done because there are nuances. You know, even you had some specific questions that, you know, people have that. I'm like, I want to help you overcome that. So you're not afraid of it and you get success because you will get results from LinkedIn. But you, as we full circle, it's not an overnight success thing. You know, what well, goes back to any any successful person, you know, and they make it big. They say, well, it took me 10 years to get there. I mean, it does take time. And right. anyone who thinks that you're going to get it overnight is just fooling themselves. So um, where's the link? How do we find out about this challenge? And I for sure am joining this challenge. I'm so excited. Oh, so yeah, um, I will in. provide you with the link because I, I, I am changing the name of it. So I believe I'm going from the five day to three days. So if, I, if I'm going to have to change that link to identify that, um, because that I think it's going to be launched. I think when, when this is airing, um, it's just going to be about available. So we'll make sure that anyone who's uh, listening to this, uh, the link is in the show notes and uh, that I make sure I'm interacting with anyone who is listening to this in your uh, social media posts and uh, can answer questions and we can share that. And I appreciate you sharing that with everyone. It's a great opportunity. What I love about the doing the challenge is, you know, this will be probably the fifth or sixth time I'm doing it. So it's a, it is a rinse and repeat because there's always people who need to know how to do this. Right. And there are people who come back every time and keep doing it with me. <laughs> and that's fine. That's, you know, sometimes we just need that. You know, they say, well, I just need you to keep kicking me, Lisa, and get that, getting me on back on track. I'm like, that's no problem. I love it when I have, you know, some of the same posts come back because they're my advocates. They're my, you know, and they, they're the ones sharing it with everyone else saying, come on, join me. We should do this together. <laughs> right. And for those who are listening, I want to join. So you all join with me and let's all do it together because I definitely yeah. want to be a part of this. What's your website though? So that at least people, if they are wanting to find you and find out more about what you do and find out about the challenge directly to your website, where what's your website address? Great. My, my website's my name, lisakanda.com, L-I-S-A-K-A-N-D-A.com. And on the website, so if you want to go there now, right before the challenge, I do offer a free worksheet, which is the LinkedIn less is more worksheet. So that is what we use in the challenge. So you can grab that worksheet at any time off my website. Um, and then of course, then you'll be added to my email list. So then you'll get emails when I'm launching the challenges as well. So you'll be a part of that, but definitely if you get the worksheet, you're going to see what I mean. And you're going to see exactly the activities that I'm recommending that you do. Uh, and then what the challenge does, it reinforces it so you actually do it. <laughs> because I can't tell you how many things I've downloaded and I've never really implemented. So what the challenge really does is it, you know, if you have that worksheet, it says, okay, now implement it, make it work. Awesome. So um, just as a like kind of a wrap up, like what is the number one thing you would suggest that somebody could do to get better results from what they might be doing right now on LinkedIn? Consistency. Go back to I will tell you right now, if there's any, you know, I mean, 
all the other stuff, the profile optimization, you know, the things that we've talked about today, they're wonderful, but just showing up consistently will already, you'll already start seeing incremental results from that. And you don't have to be presenting content. If you're not quite ready to have a content strategy in place, show up for everybody else. Show up to share, you know, your colleagues and the people that you know, your clients, you know, be an advocate for others, comment on their stuff. You know, the key thing is so few people are doing it. When you show up, you'll get noticed. And that's mm. a great thing. So that's awesome. It's kind of like if you want to be successful in a networking event, you just have to start attending them. And it's better than sitting at home. Similarly, instead of just yeah. spending time wasting on social media, spend time productively on social media, at exactly. least engaging with people. Exactly. Is there anything else that you'd want to tell me about entrepreneurship, LinkedIn, anything else about what we've talked about? And I just I just didn't ask you the right questions. <laughs> I have some notes. So I'm going to take a, a brief. Let me see if there's there anything we did not cover because I did prepare and, and do a bunch of good notes here. Um, I guess one of the things, you know, we, we talked about my, um, my program, but there are a lot of free resources out there too, like my challenge. You know, there's a lot of good resources on YouTube. There are a lot of good places within LinkedIn of people who share stuff. So, you know, I am not, I, I'm always like, I am not the end all be all. I love to work with folks who, who can use my help, but by all means, if, if you're ready to just start dipping your toe in, just do some YouTube videos and, and look at some other content out there to help you along the way so that you don't get stagnant and give up on it because mm -hmm. you do need to learn. You know, this is not a just jump on LinkedIn and figure it out by yourself. You, there are things on there you want to learn about so you do them well. And I, there was one other thing about measurement. And, and this is kind of an interesting thing because people are like, how do you measure, right? How do you know? So there's so there are two ways of looking at it. Number one is you need to know what your goals are. And I know we know this, but you really have to say, why am I on LinkedIn? Because it's not just about making the sale or getting the client or the lead. That will come. But if your goal really is to get more visible, to be able to be consistent, I mean, those are legitimate goals. So if you know that the goal is X, then that's what you're making yourself accountable to. And then mm -hmm. am I successful at it? Well, yeah. Was I consistent? Yes or no. That's pretty much it. A yes or no. Um, did I show up and get visible? Yes or no. Did I add 100 connections within the last month? Yes or no. I mean, there are very measurable tracking things to looking at it. And there's another thing within your profile that I can give as a tip. If you are not at all-star, you need to get to an all-star level. And what that means is when you go on your profile, if you don't see a little tracking thing and it's going to tell you your intermediate or advanced, so like there's a, there are different levels on your profile. And if you have that and it doesn't, you know, it's telling you you're at that level, it means you're not at all-star. And whatever recommendations, because LinkedIn's going to prompt you, you need to add experience. You need to add this. You need to add that because they're telling you you need to put these things in your profile. Just do it. Whatever LinkedIn suggests, if you don't see anything there, it means you're at all-star. That's the easy. Yeah, they used to let you know you're all-star and they stopped. So that's the one thing. And the reason I say that is because it's already, it's, this is a proven fact. LinkedIn says they will not serve your profile, your your result to people looking for people like you if you are not an all-star. Your, your reach is actually reduced by 30%. Wow. If you're not an all-star. You know, I could talk to you all day long uh, because it's <laughs> like you're chock full of so many actionable tips. This is amazing. 
I mean, it's like, I, I'm too bad. It's like, I, I want to take notes on everything. So thankfully <laughs> I can get this as transcribed, but um, yeah, that's really brilliant. I never thought about that. That's incredible. What so else? There are small things you can do. Is there anything else? Uh, there's something that's called an SSI score, much more advanced, but there are places where you can track and, and you can say, am I on track or not? And what are the things LinkedIn's telling me I need to do in order to uh, get within, again, that algorithm. And I hate to play to an algorithm and I'm not saying you should play to it, but you certainly need to know about it and pay attention to it because just commenting and uh, putting content out for it, just to do it as an action versus a strategic action are very different things. Yeah, I think that that's probably your number one tip is make a strategic choice about LinkedIn and then follow through on that consistently rather than don't go after LinkedIn in a sort of a haphazard way. Be thoughtful, yeah. mindful in what you're doing. Correct. Exactly. That's awesome. Um, well, this has been so helpful. I already have a thousand ideas now for how I'm going to improve my LinkedIn presence. I'm definitely going to be signing up for your challenge. And thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciate it. My pleasure, Betsy. And thank you to all the listeners and feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy to help in any way that I can. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, so there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this interview with Lisa. And if you want to make the most of your LinkedIn time, I do want to make this actionable for you. If you've been on the fence about joining the Purpose to Profits Academy, now is the time. Lisa is going to be joining us live on May 16th, and she's going to give you all of her less is more LinkedIn tips and tricks, and she's going to answer all of your LinkedIn questions. And if you sign up to be a part of the community by end of day on May 15th, you're going to get a bunch of other bonuses to help you quickly and easily connect with more clients on LinkedIn and outside of LinkedIn. So go to www.betsyjordan.com forward slash academy to learn more. So I took a pause in my storytelling series that I've been in the middle of because of the time urgency with this masterclass that I'm talking about with Lisa on LinkedIn, but I'm going to be back next week with a powerful interview with Joy Spencer on how to use storytelling as a vehicle for social change and personal transformation. So hit subscribe now so you don't miss it. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review Enough Already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.